Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey everybody, in this episode of the GH Report, there is baby drama abounding in Port Charles. Kim wants one, Carly's got problems with one, and everybody's trying to figure out who Wiley really belongs to. We're going to break it all down next. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz Welcome to the GH Report on Sunday, <laughs> right here. Look at that, everybody. Even we are taken away by that music drop. I was like, ooh. Yeah, thank you. Flying right in. Welcome to the GH Report. We are back after a couple weeks there. Yeah. Uh, bringing on all the latest shenanigans happening in Port Charles. I and the less interesting, less talented of the two, Frank Moran. And I'm Carla Renata. Welcome, you guys. As always, folks, like us on Facebook, give us those five stars on iTunes, subscribe to the YouTube channel. And we've got the chat up and running, Carla. Yeah, so let's do our sh- weekly shout out. We got Stuart Peace, speech Peace, Stuart Pierce, Joe Costanzo, Lisa Wagner, Annie Gowen, uh, Tom Clev, Marlon Wallace, Michael B., Kelly Public Cover, Jody Daly, Nakisha Jones, Nakisha, Matthew Kennedy, and I think that and Loretta, thank you guys for tuning in and joining the chat. We appreciate you. Love you much. Absolutely, yes. I know we had an impromptu week off last week, so thanks very much for sticking with us during our little one week hiatus. But we are back in full force. We break it out all the latest happenings and a little bit of news at the end of the episode. But let's dive right into it. Yes, which I think everybody is tired of. <laughs> I know I am. It is Kim trying to get a baby. Oh my God, she was wearing me out this week, and I and poor the poor sister that's playing her. She must be just like, can y'all give me something else to do, please? Can I just come to work and not cry and whine one day this week? She was getting my, when she had that meeting with Shiloh. I'm like, if she asked that fool <laughs> to give her a baby, I'm be like, oh girl, you need to reassess your you need to reassess your situation. If you go into Shiloh, that means you are desperate on a whole nother level. I need you to. I need to hear that you say the words. Kim. When he said that, I was like, <laughs> I'm like, he just has no limit to his sleaziness, just no boundaries. You know and. I mean, I know that losing a child is one of the hardest things that could ever happen to a parent. For I'm sure. sure. I don't know. I don't have children, but yes. I would. I can only imagine. So, uh, and especially when, given the situation that Kim and Oscar were in, they were really just relying on themselves. They only mm-hmm. had the two of them mm-hmm. for the longest time until they moved to Port Charles, and then they found the rest of the Quartermains and Drew and all that stuff. <laughs> uh, so, and I know I, I would be. I am the first to complain how long a show dwells. On a story point and well an emotional now. beat in a show. Well, now. Uh, and I'm feeling like that is the same way here, too, where it's like, I, I know it was devastating to lose Oscar, but I feel like, man, we can we please move on a little bit? From yeah, this? this is Soapland. So in Soapland, we're going to let you mourn a little bit, but then we kind of, as the fans, we're kind of like, okay, that's enough of that. Let's move on. 
that's how we are as the fans of the show. We're just kind of like, we feel bad that you lost your son. We feel bad that the actor that plays that part no longer has a job and he had to go register with EDD for his unemployment check. We do. We feel bad about that. But I'm going to need you to keep it moving right now. And I feel like the only reason that you would keep it in for the as long as it did is that you needed to get Kim to a place where she was so desperate that she would actually reach out to Shiloh. Ugh. Because when she does that, it then opens. It kind of starts confirming some of Shiloh's. Well, it suspicions. opens a big can of worms because yes. she she reveals that I think she's the one that reveals about him still having the flash drive. To I think she reveals that to Shiloh about the flash drive, so he knows that that Drew still has the flash drive. She, he reveals that. Um, that the 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 thing about Wiley yeah Julian's been worried Ju- about that Ju- Julie been, Julian being worried about Wiley and all that and he's like oh really I'm like oh dude I can't so she unknowingly in in her grief stricken state of mind is just running her mouth and telling everything and not realizing the damage she's doing so it's like all right I get under, I understand from a large story point why why that scene is helpful mm-hmm. to launch some other stuff. But now that we've got it, cool. Let's just wrap it up with Kim. We, I feel like well, there's really nothing else to be gained out of Kim and her grief at this point. Mm-mm. So Cal's with me to say. But. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of, I'm kind of over that. And then because what would you think if you're? Because her whole thing is like, I could have a child with Julian, but it wouldn't be the same. I want to have just like Oscar. a child with you. Yeah, even they if get, we're not together. And this is a. And when she said that, I was like, okay. So first of all. My brother and I come from the same two people, but we're nothing alike. We're completely two different people. So the, that just goes to show just how sunken in her grief she is, that she honestly believes that if she gets pregnant by Drew, that this child is going to be another Oscar. Nobody's going to be able to take Oscar's place, and it's just a bad idea. Mm-hmm. She's just grief-stricken, and to try to get pregnant when you're grief-stricken, it's like and not to compare this to a person, but it's just like when you have a pet and your pet passes away. Some people go out immediately and get another pet. And other people are like, nope, I'm done. I can't do it. I'm too, it's just too much for me. It's the same situation when you're dealing with people. Some people, some people do, some people will get pregnant because they can't, they have that emptiness syndrome in another way. And some people get pregnant because they, they just, want to try to replace the person that they lost and some people get pregnant because they're trying to save a marriage so it's all it's different depending on the situation but no matter what the situation that you're trying to do that in it is never going to have great results it's never going to turn out the way you want it to yeah <laughs> uh, unless uh, what they do is they they do that and then they rapid age them uh, and then all of a sudden it's back and they bring Oscar back again. What, uh, what, tonight what, we did it, everybody. Uh uh-uh. uh. What what do you what do you think what do you think you think she's gonna like snap and like try to like kidnap Wiley? I can't no, I don't think she'd go that She's 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 on the verge of being cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Yeah, I'm uh I'm hoping not. But I'll be curious because like once we kind of deal with resolve the grief that she has for Oscar and she realizes that having a baby is not the best course of action for her. What's up for Kim? I'll be curious to see. Oh, they're gonna they're 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 either gonna make her crazy and she's gonna do something crazy, or they're gonna write her off because they've they've written her into a corner at this point. They keep Oscar's been gone for weeks now, and they keep right every time we see her, she's with somebody different, crying and whining about Oscar. She cried and she whined to Elizabeth. She cried and she whined to Shiloh. Like anybody, she cried and she whined to Julian. She's crying and whining to Drew on a daily basis. Like they've written her into a corner. There's no place for her to go. 
from my perspective. Like, there may be, from the writer's perspective, I'm not in the writer's room, I don't know, but from my perspective watching it, I'm like, I can't possibly see what they would do with her at this point. And I did, like, she she tells Shiloh, like, I saw some of your pamphlets there about the how to be how to make a persuasive argument. I really would like to learn more about that. So, so I, I don't know how persuade... You would need like, how are help. you going to persuade somebody if they say they don't want to have a baby, they don't want to have a baby? Like, what the hell are you going to say that's going to make them change their mind? I, I'm like, girl, please. Go oh. have several seats in a corner somewhere. I couldn't. Now I get it. All right. Let's do this baby thing. Thank you. Uh, so, as I did say, once she tells Shiloh that, he starts putting some other pieces of information that he mm-hmm. has into place. And he's like, hey, hold on a second. I think maybe Wiley is my son. <laughs> we know it's not really, but uh, <laughs> it, that's at least what he's thinking. Yes. <laughs> so that leads us into the whole Shiloh storyline. Uh, we've got Willow in court. She's not. She's tied up uh, at school getting her teaching job back, so she's late to court. It's and too late. And I have late. to say, I felt bad for her because she was doing every... I'll get, the actress playing Willow was doing her thing because I have to say, she was really trying her best to be very respectful and very kind and very gracious under the circumstances Everything's short of saying, look, I love y'all, but really, I got to go. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, it took Chase having to come in and get her. I don't know how it... I mean, I guess you you find out you have a, this job you thought you lost. You have it back. Mm-hmm. But she needs to go to court. Mm-hmm. Do you... I, I was like, Quilla, why don't you just say that you need to make an appearance... You, I don't know, but she I don't know. But because, I feel like because, court is bad because this is the thing. Because once once she would have said, "Oh, I have to go to court." Oh, what are you going to court for? Oh, I have to talk. I have to try to stop Shiloh. Oh, you and Shiloh have. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It turns into fifty questions, and she was like, "That's why she was just like, I just got to go. I have something I need to do. They don't need, and not for nothing. But those people in that room, they don't need to be all up in her business like that. I feel like the only one that would have. I think maybe I think Lulu, uh, Liz, and Franco would have been like, "All right, fine, you got to do what you got to do." But Nina would have been like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa! I need to know exactly what's happening and in Nina, this courtroom." And Nina was like yeah. that, and Nina was all like, "Well, clearly she had something else that was more important than her being here." <laughs> I'm like, "Girl, let me just punch you in your throat real quick to shut you up." Ugh. Speaking of, speaking of Nina, Cynthia Watros taking over that role was right on the money and this is why a lot of times when they recast roles for these soaps the people don't resemble them physically at all they don't resemble them energy wise at all and they come in and they bring their own their own energy and their own thing to it which is great it's it's good as an actor to come in and be able to bring your own thing to a role that's been done before that's a really beautiful thing especially when the fans embrace it I'm embracing her She's the bomb.com. Because she stepped in. She kind of stepped in without skipping a beat, right where Michelle Stafford left off. I w- I'm there for her all day long. What do you think uh, in terms of the chemistry with Jax? Do you like, are I, you both equally or do you like yeah, Cynthia's more? I I like them equally because this is what I'm saying. She stepped in without missing a beat. Like she stepped up to Jax and there's still that chemistry, but it's a different kind of chemistry. It's chemistry, but it's not as it's not as steamy that as it would have been with Michelle. But it's it's there's some you can see that there's a little something something there. I'm kind of not really buying the chemistry between her and Valentine just yet. Hmm. That's true. I feel like there's not been enough like scenes of just the two of them yeah. to really get me in. Yeah. So I think I'll, I, but I'm pretty sure I'll change my mind on that because I really like her. So I'm there for all of that. Yeah, I feel like. This version of Nina, the, at least as of right now, doesn't have quite those kind of 
over the top tendencies that Nina that the Michelle Stafford interpretation would get mm-hmm. in terms of uh, an argument or, or the way she would approach something. Mm-hmm. So, and maybe that's just she's just kind of ramping up to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in a way, I almost kind of like that, where it's like, all right, cool. I, I, you know, some of the histrionics that Nina can get involved, at least Michelle's version of that. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, eh, you know, my mileage may vary on some of those. I'm like, <laughs> oh boy, uh, Nina, you're driving me crazy with this. Yeah, it was. It, I, I really, I really enjoyed her coming in and playing Nina. I love. I think I feel like she captures the essence of what. Nina is supposed to be on General Hospital mm-hmm. is the best way for me to say it. So I'm there for her all day long. In the chat room, um, they're saying that they like Cynthia. What they like Cynthia as well. She plays crazy well. <laughs> yeah, she does. <laughs> she does. She plays. She yeah. She good at that. She yeah. Yeah, she got that down. So to I uh, we were talking about Willow and her court trauma, which you know Nina was kind of preventing her getting there. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, Chase. Took her away mm-hmm. in the last minute. After Diane called him and was like, look, um, <laughs> yeah. your girl is not here. You might want to go get her and bring her here. Because she had already called her twice, and then she wasn't answering the phone. She's like, look here. That judge is going to rule without her. It's like, you, wanna, you might want to get her here. And for as many uh, times that we saw, like, days leading up to this, where everybody was telling her, whether it was Diane or it was Michael, like, you don't have to worry about this. The law is on your side. We can't use this stuff. It's, you know, it's fruit from a poison tree. Blah, 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 blah. We know it's soap. So as much as everybody tells you, it's going to be fine. It's not going to be fine. No. And then him sitting over there gloating, just, again, I just wanted to punch him in his throat. But this is what I loved about that whole little scenario. I love that Shiloh's lawyer was a per, was an actor who has was a disability actor. I let me tell you something. General Hospital of all the soap operas on, t- and I say this all the time about General Hospital. General Hospital always pushes the envelope when it comes to stuff like that. I love the fact that they got somebody that is disabled, and she's gorgeous. This lady is. I can't remember her name, but she's gorgeous. But she played the hell out of that part. And it just goes to show you that just because somebody has a disability that doesn't make them like everybody else doesn't mean that they can't do the job. And I did like that. I feel like, uh, like, like any good lawyer, they may know their client is a is a knucklehead. But they're still <laughs> going to give them their day in court and represent them to exactly. the best of their abilities. Exactly. So when she's not like, you got to be able to, you know, you're letting the, you're, we know what you're really after. If you want to win this, you've got to let that go. You got to b- make me believe mm-hmm. that this is really about you caring mm-hmm. about your son and not mm-hmm. trying to get back Willow. Mm-hmm. And I love those scenes with her and Diane. She let Diane have it. I was like, yes, <laughs> I was there for all of that. I'm like, oh, I want to see her some more. I want her to come back to Port Charles and represent somebody else. I loved her. I mean, and, you know, and it's always where everybody tells a character, like, you know, you got to be calm. Don't blow up. Don't blow up. Cut to, I'm blowing up right now at the worst possible time. So Willow constantly losing it. Uh, and she just blows up in court like, you want to hear me say it? I'll say it. I had a baby and you're never going to get it. Oh, Willow lost her mind. Yeah. I was like, and then, then they arrest the poor little thing. I'm like, oh, that's, I know. Like, she had a little nervous breakdown over her kid and then they arrested her. I'm like, he the one that should be arrested. And he's sitting over there like, mm-hmm, yeah, I got you again. You can't ever get over me. I'm like, oh. But, but I also don't understand, like, Diane saying, all right, I will be held in contempt, and I'm willing to stay, go to jail for for whatever time I might be in, just to make sure that you don't get this information that you're not legally supposed to get. Right. And I don't know why Willow just, like, no, Diane, let me tell, say what's going on. Like, because just Willow. Just shut up, Willow. Because Willow, I think Willow's another one. She's going to go cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs in a minute, because when she, when she eventually finds out that that little boy really isn't her little boy... That's going to be a whole other situation, and I think that's about to happen sooner than later. 
Yes, which I think... I don't think there's anybody that's wanting this baby storyline to draw it any longer. No. <laughs> I can't. I mean, if you are somebody that's like, I really want more of this baby storyline, um, let us know in the chat. That would be a negative. <laughs> I don't know if we're going to find anybody who's like, yes, please, another year of just this drama. So they, they're saying in the chat room that the actress that played the disabled, the, the disabled actress that played the lawyer that went up against Diane, her name is Masoon Zaid. Kudos, thumbs up, Masoon Zaid. You did your thing, girl. You really did your thing. You know, uh, folks, speaking of kudos and thumbs up. <laughs> Here we go. You know what? You folks there in the chat, you folks watching, no matter what, if, whether we're streaming live or you're watching after we've done this, Thumbs up to you as well, and a big kudos for helping us become the ESPN of TV Talk. We really appreciate you taking the time to watch all our programming, whether it's the shows that Carla and I do. Uh, <laughs> I mean, she's got the Curvy Critic Show. She's got American Princess. She's got all these great shows. Uh, Carla's blowing up all over the place. Me, people tolerate That's me. That's not true. That is very true. Very true. But thank you so much for taking the time to watch us there. Uh, but we're asking for just a little bit of help. If you wouldn't mind leaving us a comment, whether it's on the YouTube channel, uh, like and subscribe to that, or if you have a moment... Give us a five-star rating on iTunes. But no matter where you're listening or where you're watching, get involved in the conversation like all these fun people in the chat. So thanks for watching and continue to enjoy our shows. (laughs) All right for the bell. Ding, ding. (laughs) Um, So this is the thing. So back on the Shiloh tip, then we find out after Shiloh, I mean, while the drama is happening in Port Charles in court with Shiloh and Willow and everybody else, in Beecher's Corners, we got Jason and Michael doing a little undercover sting situation yes. where Michael's playing drunk and disorderly, which was kind of funny. But this is what I enjoyed about that. I enjoyed the fact that this was one time that Jason didn't have to rescue Michael and that yes. she was on the other foot. So I enjoyed that. I also enjoyed the fact that they found out they finally got something on Shiloh that's finally going to take him down. So I'm interested to see how all of that's going to play out. But also, if I, I can't imagine, I could easily see that waitress getting knocked off. Because of course, because she's 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 so not important to the big scheme of things in terms of that storyline. Yeah, they could bump her off, but I don't think she'll get bumped off before she spills the beans. I mean, she certainly at least spilled it to Jason and Michael, who then turned it over to Willow. And they as well. recorded it. So did they record it? Yeah, remember he had the uh, uh, Jason was in the car and they had the recording thing. Didn't they record that conversation? I'm not sure if they did or not. But I mean, I could easily see. Y'all like, tell she- me. I think they recorded it, right? Like, once Billy tells Shiloh, like, hey, they're about to take this girl back to Port Charles, I could easily say, like, well, she needs to have an accident then. <laughs> because this is getting a little too too close to something I don't want to be getting out. Yeah. I just, I'm glad that, and I'm also glad that they redeemed Willow in that respect to let her know that she wasn't responsible for her father's death, that Shiloh really did kill her dad. Like, so she's got all this guttural instinct about him that's really negative and scary and spooky, and so now all of that's going to be validated when once she finds out, or when she found out that um, she's not responsible for her dad um, losing his life, that Shiloh knocked him off because he wanted her and he wanted Harmony. So he had to get he had to get rid of what was going to stop that equation from going down, and he did it. He he has no conscience. Like we've we see we've seen this week in particular just how much of a conscience he doesn't have. Like the fact that even after everything that happened with Christina, he had the audacity to be up in Alexis's face talking about you know we really connected when you were at dawn of day. I'm like. Fool, please. Have you lost your mind? And then he's up in Sam's face and trying to go for Sam. What? 
yet again. What is his obsession with Sam? Like, let it, look, be like Frozen Boo and let it go. Like, what are you doing? I don't understand. I'm not a huge trailer fan, but you know what? I'm going to appreciate his hustle. Because it doesn't matter how much people hate on him. Oh, my God. He is always saying, like, hey, man, come back and take a class. He He's is, always dropping that class. Come he, on. He is like a pimp without a stable of hoes. Like, I just cannot. I cannot with him. He's like a pimp trying to pull up a stable of hoes and don't nobody want a hoe for him. That's oh. what it's like. I'm like, I just can't take it's it. It's just great. Like, hey, you know, you come <laughs> by and take a class. Come oh, on I, over. Oh, I just cannot with him. He just, oh, but he just wears me out. The one thing that I wonder about this is that we have the waitress saying that she basically confessed to something that... Based on Shiloh asking her to. But same still... situation as Harmony, though. When you, if you listen to how it was worded, yes. it was the exact same harm, exact thing, exact same thing that Harmony did. Exactly. So if they, if people looking at it, if they look at the facts, Harmony did the exact same thing, and then you have somebody corroborating that this other chick, this other chick is corroborating that she did it too. That's a pattern. I can't imagine, though, that any evidence, though, I can't imagine Billy got rid of any evidence that could still implicate Shiloh. Yeah, Billy ain't the brightest crayon in the box, so I'm sure he didn't left something somewhere. He's just stupid. Uh, I did like, you know, the, the hot stone cold drop there. He opens up the prison cell like, <laughs> <laughs> I got you, Billy. Oh, uh, I cannot. And the fact that his name is Billy is like, oh, please, I cannot. Hey, that. Billy. I can't take it. I cannot take it. But this is what I, and I also wanted to bring this up. That judge was having none of Willow. He was having none of, he was like, yeah, nice of you to join us. And she's like, oh, I was late. Well, let me just explain. He's like, no, that's all right. I'm like, ooh, just like, youch. But that's really what, this is what I loved about that moment. That's really what court is. Like, there's no judge that's going to let you explain your case after you were late. Mm -mm. But I also, like, I I felt like we missed the part where they really set up the argument that this child is in imminent danger. And that's why it's so important to find out what the deal is. Like, really, is the child in imminent danger? We have, you have no proof of this. You have no, nothing to at least lay any sort of claim onto that. That that could be the case. Yeah, it's and, only your speculation. Yeah, and then we got. <laughs> but what I wonder, one last thing about the judge uh, is uh, like why nobody said to him like, "Hey, uh, how's Monica doing?" <laughs> I hate no, you right now. Nobody, nobody brought up Monica with our, with our judge boy. I hate you right now. Shut up. <laughs> um, I'm gonna change the subject. Um, but then, how about this? <laughs> how about? We see Brad angsting out again. This time he's angsting out at General Hospital thinking that he's dying. Like, even Bobby was like, calm down. You are not dying. Like, what the hell is wrong with you? Yeah, and we get to see Bobby finally find out, like, oh, all this stuff's been going on and I haven't known about it. I got to give Julian a uh, piece of my mind. To I like that Julian's like, I don't need to listen to you anymore. Oh, but I love how she rolled up in there and he was like, yeah. Duh. And she was like, yeah, no thanks to you. Pa-pow! Right across the face. <laughs> I was like, well, okay, Bobby. Bobby is back. <laughs> that slap and the way that it was edited. <laughs> Holy cow, like that. I feel like she must have hit him for real. Do you think? I feel like she didn't. I feel I feel like she must. I feel like they must have done a take where she hit him for real because of the look on his face. I feel like there had to be a tape where she hit him for real, and they had to go back and redo it. And his like, face, because beep, 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 his beep, face looked—he's—he looked at her like, "If you bring that hand toward me one more time, that's how he was looking <laughs> at her." And I was like, "Oh, she must have hit him for real." 
Because <laughs> it was funny. The way they cut it, it's like she comes for the wind up, and then all of a sudden, cut to the reaction. And I was like, because Wait I think I think she must have hit. Him. I think that I, been great. I think she must have hit him for real. And I think she couldn't. I think for some reason she might not have been able to hit, not hit him for real. And he was like, "Yeah, no, we're not gonna keep. We're not gonna keep doing this today. Yeah. Y'all gonna have to do something." <laughs> that was it. He's like, was "No." He was like, "That was one too many. No, no, no. <laughs> we're not gonna do this again today." I'm like, I, "He's like, we're not gonna do that." Um, we do find out though that uh, Bobby faints, and that leads to the other storyline for Bobby is that she's got. The type two diabetes. Yeah, they were saying in the chat room that they felt like that that was diabetes. <laughs> You're wrong. <laughs> we're, we're, we're Phil Brimley's going to be making a cameo. <laughs> They're saying in the chat room they felt like that was a PSA for diabetes. Is what they felt like. Yes, like I, I don't know how often we're ever going to see the storyline mentioned again. No, you know, it's not like when they do because they used to have a whole thing with they they would always center a character around. Um, Heart Health Month. They used to do yeah. that on General Hospital, and they stopped doing that too. Well, you always know they have those little moments, and because you and you know it's important when at the end of the episode there's a, a little PSA right. by the two by the actor in the story. Line, right. Just so you know, blah 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 blah. blah. <laughs> like, all right, we double that with Epiphany as well. <laughs> I cannot stand you, and then I cannot. And then there was a moment where so Brad's sitting in that room, and he's just having a moment as usual, and then Lucas comes in there, and and then. Um, at some point, Lucas and Brad have this whole discussion with Brad's like, we could just take Wiley and we could just leave and nobody would know. And that's not the first time he said that. I just need for Lucas to be like, can you please just tell me what the hell is going on? Can you please just tell me the truth? Yeah, especially when they're like, I might, they might need to get a DNA test. No! No! I just, I'm t- he's another one. I'm tired of seeing Kim whining and crying, and I'm really tired of seeing Brad whining and crying because he's getting on my, and him sitting there, oh my God, it hurts, it hurts. I'm like, oh, you're killing me. Yeah. Softly, really. I, I would think, like, I mean, you do a lot of lab work, but still, you know a lot about the human body working in a hospital studying uh, medicine that you <laughs> should know, like, you're not going to be dying from this. Uh, but uh, and even this Mm-mm. little blow up at Charlie when he sees him at Charlie's like, uh, just stay away from me, my family. I just I cannot. I just I can't. We go both him and Lucas because Lucas sees him in the in the park with Sam and starts mm-hmm. shoving him away. <laughs> stay away from my sister. Stay away from my my husband and my son. Yeah, he's Lucas is Lucas is losing it too. Like Lucas was the one character on the soap that was kind of just even killed no matter what was going down, and now they got him wilding out. I'm like, okay. But I feel like there's too many people that are starting to put the pieces together, especially now that Shiloh really knows what the deal is, that the the revelation that uh, Wiley is not his son mm-hmm. is going to lead to, like, well, then who the hell's son is he then? Mm-hmm. So, but I'd be curious, because uh, from the spoilers that I've read, that Shiloh's going to at least try to obtain a, a sample of some kind of DNA evidence from, from of course, Wiley. Of course he is. To run a test. And then he's going he's to find out that Wiley's not his son, but he's not going to tell anybody. Because then that would make him look like the biggest fool walking, and he is not about to go down like that. Do you, he got I, way too much ego for that. But do you think that the fact that it's not his son is going to uh, remove any motivation for getting him? Because no. Do you think he's still going to fight to get this child, even though it's not his? It's Shiloh. Shiloh would ra- Shiloh would rather fight for that boy and pretend that he's his than have it be found out that he's not and have him lose face. He's already lost face twice. He lost face when Sam and Jason threw him under the bus with their little sting operation. He lost face when Christina left Donna Day. He lost face when Harmony, you know, kind of threw him under the bus saying that she was the one... Um, 
drugging the tea. Like, he's lost face, and every time he's lost face, it's been at the hands of a female every single time. See, like, Valentin, I could buy that he... That, that he's a guy that And he's about to get his face cracked, too. True. But that he can rig DNA results. He's got... He got the money and the resources. Yes. Shiloh, Shiloh doesn't have the money and the resources, but he's got Donna Day people. Speaking of which, someone in the chat room mentioned, do we think that the judge is one of the Donna Day members? It of course he is. Me. It would not surprise me Because it's like, why would you, you, you... Why would you give custody to this man who's sitting up in the courtroom with his face all busted up? I'm just saying. <laughs> because you know what happened is that Monica dumped him, and he was so devastated... <laughs> <laughs> that he found that Donna Day stuff. It's oh, like, please. all right, this is what get, I needed to get my life together. Get Thank the hell, you, Shiloh. Get the hell about here. So let's talk about <laughs> let's talk about Miss Joss for a second. And oh, okay. I think there's about I think there's something that's about to go down between Joss and Dev. Did you need to see Dev back? Yes. You needed to? I needed to see somebody back because she was getting on my nerves whining about Oscar. So they oh. needed to do something to kind of break that up. To distract her. Yeah, I mean, I, I, which I'm totally fine of some other character. Did it need to be Dev? I like that it's Dev. Really? Yeah, because he's he because it's going to present a conflict with Cameron. Because Cameron really, Cameron really, really likes Joss. He's just been he kept it undercover for the longest time because of Oscar, and then him and Oscar became friends. And he kicks it with Trina, but he don't really like Trina like that. He he's in love with Joss. But he's trying to give her space because Oscar was his best friend. He don't want to seem disrespectful by pouncing on his best friend's girl and her time of grief. But when that little boy, when some stuff start kicking up with Dev and Joss, it's going to be all blazing everywhere. Yeah, I mean, it's just for me, like, Dev didn't do much for me while, they were, while we were in Turkey. That made me feel like, man, I am glad I'm getting to see more of this guy. I almost rather wish it would like some introduce a new character. I love the fact that he's tied to Sonny, though. That's what I love. Mm. I love the fact that he's tied to Sonny, and now we have Jax back. Like it, the possibilities for Dev creating so much chaos in all of those worlds and lives, the 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 possibilities are endless, and I'm down for all of that. Well, I mean, yeah, we now we're trying to see he's going to pass him off as a uh, like a cousin. cousin, yeah, and we're going to get Brick, my man, Brick. <laughs> To get all this stuff set up, I cannot. I cannot. Yeah. Cannot. Brick's the best man. So <laughs> we do get to see some interactions between Dev and Jocelyn, Carly and Dev, mm-hmm. Cameron and Dev. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess I'm da- I'm down for Dev. All right. All right. And um, what I'm not down for is that the WSB kicked out Robert. I'm not having that. What is that? Kind of upset this? me. I'm like, ooh, ageism at its best. Yeah, I mean. You know, Robert seemed like, I mean, he was, he had his finger on the pulse of all this stuff. And, I mean, I could understand if, like, the turkey operation went horribly wrong. But it didn't. No. I mean, they got it and everything worked out fine. So I could see them scapegoating Robert on that. But since it turned out fine, I, I mean, it seems He said so they weird. want somebody younger, but he looks so pitiful. And not for nothing, I was, they did a close-up on um, the guy that plays Max Scorpio. And I was like, he don't have no wrinkles. <laughs> John J. York, man. He looks like time has not passed, but the guy that's playing his brother then got facelifts and all kinds of stuff going on with him. I'm like, and I love the fact that they they made Mac uh, the interim uh, police chief, and Jordan was having none of that. Jordan was like, hello, yes, I'm back. Yes, yes, hello. I was like, ooh, no. (laughs) That scene was so dumb. When I saw her there at the PCBD, like, hi, everybody. 
I was like, ooh. She, and then Curtis walks in, and he kind of gives her a piece of his mind because he's like, how you just going to leave the hospital and not let me walk you out? Like, you're my wife. And she's like, yeah, but, oh, yeah, you're right. I was like, uh-uh. That scene was so, it was weak. Uh, I'm glad, I mean, the fact that Robert's not in the WSB anymore it means that he's going to be sticking around Port Charles for a while, which I'm always I'm down great. for that. Give me more Tristan Rogers. I love it. Give me more John J. York. I love it. See, you see Mac and Robert doing their things, the Scorpio boys, back in the saddle again. Give me all that. They're saying in the chat room that it looks like Robert might end up being the new DA. Oh, he's going to be the new DA. Since Margot's leaving. Because we do, we're going to find out that, you know, before he became a WSB agent, he had a, he has got a law degree. Mm. Which, all the times you've ever seen <laughs> Robert Scorpio kicking butt as a WSB agent there at uh, General Hospital for all these years, he's had this law degree. That's pure comedy. I can't. <laughs> Shut up. He's got it. Up. Which I love it. Like, Shut Robert, up. The new DA, baby. Shut up. Oh, and just to flip back around to the Donna Day storyline one more time. So when Alexis has that little meeting with Diane to discuss the whole case and everything, we find out that, and Diane's teasing her about Neil, we find out that Neil has a daughter that died and probably died as a result of being in a cult, which is why mm-hmm. he's become a specialist. We also find out that Neil is feeling the same way about Alexis that she feels about him, and he feels the need to have therapy about it because he doesn't know professionally how to handle it. So he goes and he has therapy with Kevin, who has been reinstated as a... a th- I'm like, that happened kind of quick, him being reinstated, I'm just going to say. Because they've but, had other storylines where it took people for... Remember, what what, uh, what what was the doctor's name? The one was that was with Kiki Griffin. It took Griffin forever to get reinstated. Yeah. But Kevin, they just went, okay, here you go. But I did like at least acknowledge the fact that a lot of his patients took off, so he's got to really rebuild his uh, his patient clientele. Because mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, you, you're a, you got a twin brother that's a psycho, and you helped him get out. <laughs> What's the deal? What's going on? Uh, <laughs> but I cannot. I. Uh, with the Robert stuff, that also ties into what's going on with Lulu and Maxie and, and Maxie's insistence that we got to get Dante back. We got to get Dante. We got to find Dante. But she got that information though when she when she was doing what she does best, eavesdropping. She got that information when she heard Robert on the phone, so she knows exactly where he is. But I feel like Maxie's a character that there are times where I, I enjoy Maxie, and then there are times where I feel like I'm feeling this way in the story where she gets. So one track minded on a particular thing, but that that's she the cannot... thing about that's the thing about Maxie that makes her intriguing and lovely to watch because she is irritating. She's irritatingly lovely. <laughs> I guess yeah. For me, when it's a one track that you're agreeing with, it's great. But when it's a one track, you're like, leave it alone. Who are you to worry about? What what are you getting all up because, in this person's business? Because Maxie is that character that being involved in her life is not enough. She always got to be doing something with somebody else. That kid's not giving her enough to do? Come on now. She always got to be doing something with somebody else. And I was laughing because Rocco was back, and I know how you feel about Rocco. But Rocco actually wasn't that bad this time. <laughs> he showed up there in Sonny's <laughs> kitchen. Ah! It always startles me when he does show up. <laughs> He wasn't that bad this time. And and Maurice, not for nothing, but Maurice Bernard must be a really, really good dad. Because whenever he has scenes with the kids, he becomes a completely different person. Have you ever noticed that? No, that's true. It's very sweet. I was like, he's all in his face. He's like, do you want some waffles the way I'm like, oh, that was cute. Yankees win. All right. Yeah. (laughs) And let's talk about the fact that I think 
the week before they did that, a couple of weeks back, they did that seance, and, and it was kind of creepy and weird and everything. But who do you think that is that the camera's point of view is making us think is out there in those bushes? I believe it was Dev, because he tells that to Jocelyn. It's like, oh, I was the one that was outside watching oh, this. Oh, I forgot about that, yeah. So it's like, okay, Because I was Dev. like, because she was like, Oscar was there, he was with us. I'm like, girl, no, he wasn't. Why are you playing? No, no, no. But I love the fact that they kind of shut it down real quick by laughing. Because when Cameron started laughing, he's like, if Oscar was here, he'd be laughing his ass off at us right now. And that kind of just broke that that awkwardness and sent them someplace else, which I was kind of glad they did that. Uh, great Oscar cameo of the week, though, was that when Kim starts uh, hallucinating and seeing Oscar, but like the sounds of a baby coming out of his mouth. Oh, I'm like, oh. That was the worst. Oh, so you're telling that young actor, hey, we're going to bring you in for this day. Just stand here real quick and just open your mouth. We're, you don't have to say anything. We're just going to put baby sounds in there. It's that was be the worst. Now, let's talk about Carly and um, Sonny having the baby being diagnosed with spina bifida. Yes. I, you know, I mean, again, like talking about the type 2 diabetes, I mean, their spina bifida is uh, something that many parents have to deal with as a result of uh, the pregnancy. I feel bad for Carly. Like, it, it almost feels like for all of the crappy, underhanded, deviant things that she's done, I almost feel like all of that is coming back at her um, with this baby because she's having some issues with this baby. I mean, and, and like many medical conditions, it is all on a spectrum. So, I mean, spina bifida can be very mild, can be too uh, severe, as the doctor as explains the doctor said, them. yeah. Uh, I'll be curious to see how... What course the general hospital writers take with that? Yeah, I'm interested to see what they're going to do with that, too. <laughs> I also had to bring up the fact that when I saw Margo pop up, I'm like, okay, Margo's been leaving for like a month. Is she going to leave this time for real? What's going on? Annie Goins Gowen, like, yeah, finally she left. Thank goodness. I'm like, yeah. I mean, what was making me mad is that I was starting to like her. So I'm like, oh, y'all going to kick her off now? I'm starting to like her because she had a little turnaround. But I'm like, if you're going to say, have her have all these goodbyes, like have her do it in one episode and have her be out. Like, why are we dragging this out? I don't understand. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I guess you give her that little moment with Drew to at least have them, it, you know, put things at rest. Mm-hmm. They're not going to be buddies, but at least it's like, all right, we're clean slate. We can all leave and do our own separate thing. And let's talk about this. Why are these two, there's two nurses that they kept showing that happened to overhear stuff Whenever they were talking about Drew, who are they? Are they Donna Day people or something? I'm not sure. There was that one black nurse, the real tall, thin black nurse, where she was kind of, <laughs> she literally was like craning her ear like this. And then there was the other little white nurse that they actually pushed the camera in on her. So I'm like, I wonder if they're Donna Day people. I wonder if, if Shiloh has had some people kind of, um, you know. I'm sure he's got, Shiloh's got people everywhere. I mean, hospital gossip, you know, it needs some place to start from. So, you know, I'm sure the gossip mills are, are running around like, oh, Drew is talking to the former DA. Oh, I cannot. <laughs> we got some news. What's up? Yeah, we'll do. I'll wrap it up here. we got a couple minutes left. Let's talk about some hot news for a second. After Buzz TV News. Yes, uh, of course we know who's coming back, and we've got Hayden coming back shortly. She's going to be coming back. Uh, with the baby, with the knot, we'll, we'll figure we'll out what find the deal out. is. I mean, she's coming back to see Finn while Anna's out of town. I you know. shenanigans, shenanigans. You know, it's going to be shenanigans. But is it? Is it? I mean, more often than not, if you're if you're reaching out after this long to talk to Finn, is it going to deal with have to deal with the medical condition in regards to the baby? Probably. Where you need where you need to finally tell Finn 
because you need his expertise, as well as like, oh yeah. But she could get a doctor where she was. I'm telling you, shenanigans. But it's if you need the number one immune you know, specialist in the world, mm-hmm. there's only one place to go, and that's Port Charles, New York. Mm-hmm. So we're going to be seeing her uh, soon. I don't know how long she's going to be around. Mm-hmm. Do you want this to be a short term, or would you like to see Hayden sticking around for a while? I don't need to see her stick around. Really? Mm-mm. All right. No, You're not I- a huge Hayden fan? I'm, I, I love Hayden, and I and I really love the actress that played her. Um, but um, she's actually a friend of mine. But I, I, I just I lost interest in that storyline, so I don't. I'm not invested in it. It depends on how they write it. If they write it a certain way, I, it might pique my and intrigue my interest. But at the, in this moment, not so much. All right, I Hayden. At first, I like the relationship she developed with Curtis. But overall, I didn't. I wasn't a huge Hayden fan, mm-hmm. especially at the beginning with her and Nicholas. I just did not care about that at all. <laughs> that was rough watching. <laughs> but I did stuff. I did like the stuff that happened with her and Finn. Mm-hmm. And by the end of it, I was sad to see her go mm-hmm. because by the time that we got to the point with her and Finn, it, that became a character where we got to see her relationship with Elizabeth, her at least her, you know that, that kind of structure that I would like to have seen like more of that developed. Mm-hmm. And then she was gone. Yeah, I, I liked her with Finn, and you know, because that was during his time where he was having his little his little drug addicted yeah. situation going on so yeah it was good but even that was like oh just eat me already I can't <laughs> <laughs> well we're also going to have uh, somebody else that we haven't seen for a little while back on the show Kathleen Gotti is going to be reprising Liesl Obrecht coming yes, in at, we're going to be doing a little celebration of Franco and Liz's wedding mm-hmm. and while Liesl's there she's going to confide uh, perhaps a little too much she's going to tell she, somebody because she knows she knows some secrets she knows everything but what does Franco do with that information we don't know because you know he has to be he has to be mindful because you know he told Elizabeth he wouldn't keep any more secrets. Well, and if especially the one that happened to deal with that Sasha is not really Nina's daughter. I mean, no matter what, uh, Franco still has a soft spot for Nina. And Sasha told Valentine she was going to stay, and he was having none of it. So that's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. Well, you know, and the only way we're going to be able to do that is by watching more episodes of General Hospital. Next we're going to have to keep doing that. So, folks, yeah. that's what we're going to do. We're going to leave from here, start camping in front of our TVs until 2 o'clock tomorrow so we can catch that fresh new episode of GH. Uh, folks, that's going to do it for this episode of the GH Report. As always, like us on Facebook, give us five stars on iTunes, subscribe to the YouTube channel, and thank you, everybody, for hopping in the chat. Again, we couldn't do the show without your thoughts, comments, incisive commentary about everything that's going on in the General Hospital universe. But if you want to stay in touch with either Carla or myself, uh, let's be honest, you want to stay in touch with Carla. I mean, yeah, whatever. That's not true. That's how you can find us. Carla, where can they get in touch with you? You can find me across all social media platforms at The Curvy Critic. Of course, you can find me right before the GH Report over at Black Hollywood Live doing The Curvy Critic with Carla Renata, where I talk about film reviews and have some guest hosts, and sometimes I have some really cool guests, too. And then in a couple of hours, you will find me right back here at AfterBuzz doing the after show on American Princess, which airs on Lifetime. She's blowing up, everybody. Well, it's not blowing up. She's already blown up. She's huge. She is huge. I'm barely hanging on right now. Uh, folks, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at HappyGoJackie. Big thanks to Josh in the booth for making it sound good. Yay, Josh. Look, oh, Carla looked great. Me, you know, you can only do so much. But, folks, that's going to do it for this episode of the GH Report. We'll be back here next Sunday. I swear, even though it's 4th of July weekend, I'll be here. Will you? Let's find out. We'll see you back here next time right here on AfterBuzz TV. Bye. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup.
Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal.